Hi, this is Dr. Ann Bird, and this is season two of the Mischiefs podcast. This episode is about kintsugi and beliefs on being broken. We hope you enjoy it. Cheers. Suzanne and Jen, and we are Ms. Chiefs. This is a podcast episode in season two. And today we are talking about uh, beliefs about being broken. Um, and this really came to us from an experience Jen had. So talk about brokenness, Jen. Sure. So um, I got this handy dandy little A Year of Positive Thinking book uh, to start my January um, looking for any positive information you know, positive forces to help us get into 2021. And as part of that, there's a daily, um, you know, reading, if you would, or a little mantra thing that comes with it on. And on January 2nd, it, uh, it was the wisdom of Kintsugi. Um, and so those of you that don't know what Kintsugi is, it's a kind of Japanese ceramic style. And essentially what it is, is, they take broken pottery and they meld it back together with gold. Um, and, and what that does is allows you to see all of the breaks, right? All the cracks and it really makes it prominent. Um, and what it teaches, and I'm going to read this, um, is the essence of resilience, Um, Every crack in a ceramic piece is part of its history, and each piece becomes more beautiful because it has been broken. So it goes on to say you will fail, uh, you will fall, you will break, you will stand up and dust yourself off, you will repair yourself again and again, and eventually, though you will be different than before, you will again become whole. You will even be more beautiful precisely because of all of this. You will be a better person because of your imperfections, not in spite of them. So the day that I read that, I guess, was a particular meaningful day, and it just moved me. And we had a conversation about it um, because I think we spend so much time in our life trying to cover up all of the those things, all the yeah. cracks, all the breaks. Um, we're taught by society that those are not becoming. We don't want people to know you know, outwardly what we've gone through. We only want the good pieces, right? We only want the good hair days. We only want the good complexion days. We don't want to see the breaks um, because that is viewed as weakness a lot of times. But what this told me was, you know what? New day, new dawn. It's okay to embrace those cracks because those are how you got to where you are And by embracing your cracks, embracing the things that you came through, you're forging a new path for yourself. And so I just found it in, you know, the new year and the way that I'm trying to go about things in my own life um, is to open up, you know, share all parts of you because that's what makes you great. It's what gives you the history. It's what gives you the knowledge. So, um, that's what it was about. So Kintsugi, now I'm busy looking for pottery that has been repaired in this way to remind myself. Um, but I thought it was just an unbelievably powerful message and one that I know I need um, to keep in the forefront of my mind. 
Would you spell kintsugi? Because I now know bunches of people are busy Googling it and trying to figure out how to spell it correctly. Um, yes. So there's two different ways. There's a longer version, which is scarier, which is K-I-N-T-S-U-K-U-R-O-I. And then there's um, the two word version, which I'm pronouncing, which is K-I-N-T-S-U-E-G-I. Oh, yeah. We so, would have totally figured that out without oh, help. Completely. Yes. Um, but if you if you do Japanese ceramic style, it also comes up. But um, really interesting reads, the history of that. I won't go into all of that, but um, how it came about and how um, emperors way back when um, a specific emperor was frustrated by um, throwing away good pottery and started to see the beauty in the breaks. So I think it's brilliant. And, it you is. know, I'm glad that in the definition they name they name the word resilience. You know, this is such a topic of academic and psychological study. Right. I mean, if you Google resilience, there's 800 recipes. I'm, I'm, I'm there's probably 8 million recipes, but there's, a, you know, everybody and their brother has a recipe on how to become more resilient. And it's, you know, eight steps to more resiliency, 12 steps to more resiliency. And a lot of the psychological ones sort of look the same. But when it comes to what we do, cognitive behavioral self-coaching, this topic of resiliency has a really meaningful, you know, kind of place in the model. And, you know, the thing that happened, you know, if we think about the A, right, the, the activating event is that there was a break. You know, that something happened in the case of a bowl, it fell off the counter or, you know, maybe in our world today, it broke in the dishwasher, you know, whatever the thing is, that's the activating event. And then the B is the belief. What do we think about that? Right. Do we think that it's broken and now lost to us forever and we have to throw it away? Or do we think this is an opportunity to put it back together and make it beautiful um, in spite of this activating event? Right. And that that be that belief in is is the opportunity to to change everything, you know. So if your thoughts in the belief are that it's broken and lost to you, you have all sorts of, you know, the thought is I've got to get rid of this or the thought is of loss. You know, this was a gift to me and it's now gone forever. And my grandmother who gave it to me for my wedding is now lost to me. Like there's all sorts of ness that comes with that heaviness, sadness, you know. Um, and the other thought is now it's different and it's beautiful in its own way. And I'll use this differently or tenderly, or, you know, I can find another path forward. And that is the resiliency right? Yep. to see beauty in its new version. Right. You know? And beauty in mistakes, right? Yeah. Like, I think we spend so much time. What ifing? God, what if I didn't do it that way? What if I didn't do it this way? What if I didn't, you know, what if this would have happened? What if I could have done that? And should I have done it that way? Instead of saying, this is what happened. And this is the path that I went through. And now what do I do going forward with this information, with this newness, with, you know, this insight. And I think we spend so much time looking backward, trying to fix or wish we would have done something different instead of taking what we have and making it beautiful going forward. Yeah. And I love the idea, you know, there's some scientific theory here where we can have a hypothesis where everything is sort of an experiment. You can say, well, let me try this. 
right? I'll see if that version of making a light bulb works. Okay, nope, didn't work or didn't work as well as I would have wanted it to. Let's go try another thing. And the thing that didn't work, you know, that's arguably named a failure could just be more information. Right. right? Now I know another thing that doesn't work on the path to figuring out what does. And we have to learn, you know, the, uh, the metaphor that I hear so commonly is watching your child learn to walk, you know, and I can tell you, Bill Bird fell down 7 million times. Right. And, uh, uh, there's the fortune cookie, you know, I'm going to get the attribution wrong, but you know, it's, um, uh, you know, it's fall down seven times, get up eight. Right. Right. And, um, it's, it really is in the getting up that causes us to be able to go forward. Yeah. And, and, and loving that part. So I, I found for me personally, when I came up across this, it was a sign of self-love for me. Right. So, um, it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. And this is, you know, I, I'd say these things for myself to myself. Um, it doesn't matter what other people think about your falls, about your breaks, about your scars, about what they think you did. It only matters how you perceive it. And the problem I have found for myself and I, and in coaching others is that we attribute those things to ourselves and we don't have our own thinking about it. So I think the, the lesson here is it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. It matters how you proceed and how you go forward. Because at the end of the day, the only one that's making your future is you. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, we always go back to uh, don't worry about the naysayers, right? Even though we tend to focus on the naysayers, that's not the important piece here. The important piece is your wholeness yeah. um, and concentrating on those things makes you unwhole. Yep. I think you've raised a brilliant point around, you know, the only thoughts that matter are your own thoughts, you know, your own thoughts about yourself. And as I kind of reflect back on my life and my career, you know, there's no chance I'm where I am today if I don't have a whole bunch of falls and breaks, you know, physical body falls and breaks and crashes and, you know, life falls and breaks and crashes. You know, there's an argument that says, you know, divorce is an error, is a, is a sign of failure. And in my world, it was, you know, a real element of my forward motion and success, you know, um, being a single mom, you know, having to leave work because there was nobody else to go pick up my kid from the nurse's office or to go to the parent teacher conference. Like those weren't failures. Those were moments of me prioritizing what I cared about. And if the story I need to craft for myself is I had all those experiences because I failed, that's sort of, it doesn't support the real truth of it, which is I had all of those experiences so that I could get here. That's exactly right. And because in, in, in some way in a bigger whole, because other people had those experiences, because you had those experiences, we are changing the way things operate. Yeah. There's more flexibility for moms. There's more. And without you taking those moments, each and every one of us, those things don't just happen. Right. And so you have to look at it through a different lens. And I'm doing, you know, I've been doing a lot of work on this of not apologizing and worrying about what didn't go right. It's 
the insight. And once you stop and get your brain to look at it that way, you go, wow, I, I am so much better in so many ways. And that it might not be in your job. It might not be financially yet, but you are on such a better path when you're allowed yourself to heal through these things more quickly and circling that back to what we do with coaching. That's what coaching gives you. You're going to fall down. You're going to break. You're going to have all of these things, but with self-coaching, you can get through those beliefs more quickly and turn the story. And I think that's what it is. It's the turnaround time. Yeah. Right. It's the resilience and the turnaround time and not staying in the belief of this is bad. This is broken. How am I ever going to recover? And more looking at it, like you said, on the positive side of the lens. Yeah. In our model, it's the D, it's the dispute, you know, and we've talked a lot about the activating event, the belief, uh, the circumstance, but the dispute is where resilience rests. Yeah. Right. It's disputing that original story. Right. And, and giving yourself an opportunity to make the E, you know, the exchange to say, I'm going to see this a different way. I'm going to see this from a position of strength, hope and optimism. You know, I'm going to see this from a position of courage and resiliency. I'm going to see this as something beautiful that's transpired in my life. And I may not understand it in its fulsomeness today, but I suspect in hindsight, it will be a really meaningful and compelling time. And so many of us have been so challenged in 2020 and now into 2021. Uh, it may feel arrogant or trite to be speaking about resiliency um, but I think it's the message we all need most, right? To understand that this is another opportunity for us to heal through experiences and focus on what really matters, which is one another and loving our situation and the people we have with us today. Yeah. Isn't that the truth? Thinking back about a year ago, a year, you know, a little less than a year, um, but April, I always go back to April and how desperate that month was. Uh, we had absolutely no idea what this was. I mean, the first time ever we were sh we shut down as a nation. You had orders where you were not to leave your home. Like, I mean, how unbelievably different is that? That is catastrophic. Um, and just the the feeling and the sense of what's going to happen. Just this despair and fear. And how are we ever going to get through it? And now here we are in February, almost a year later, and it's not gone, but we're here. Some yeah. of us, you know, um, God rest the people that didn't make it through. Um, and it, and it hasn't been easy and it hasn't been fun. And for others, it's been terrible, but at the same time, if you look back at what you achieved through that, Again, not financially, maybe not through your work, but through your own personal ability to get through something so traumatic, your own personal ability to reconnect with things that you probably wouldn't have had the time to reconnect to. And I know it all sounds so cliche, you were able to get back to family and stuff, but there really is something in that. And, you know, now talking to businesses and, and, and through some of our consulting that we do, um, the changes that are being made because of this are going to be profound and so impactful in a very positive way, I think. So again, it's the lens and, and it's the belief and, and through the resilience, you can change your belief. So you don't have to tackle that every time it comes up. 
Yeah, I think it's a really interesting new future for the world. And if I just look at it through the lens of work, you know, the idea that that this this uh, you know pandemic has accelerated moves to remote or distributed work environment is really a democratizing of work, right? I'm now kind of qualified to do a job in LA and I don't have to physically reside in LA to do that job. And I have a, you know, a number of uh, associates who, who have left LA and have left major cities to go to live at their lake house or to, you know, be with their parents and, or, you know, to be in a different place and still be able to do their job every day while kind of upgrading, if you will, the quality of their life and the quality of their relationships. And the impact is we'll need less kind of corporate infrastructure. You know, maybe we can transform those workplaces into uh, other, uh, you know, infrastructure that serves society in a different way. But it, it, you know, it reduces traffic, it reduces rush hour, it reduces, you know, fossil fuel consumption. Like, you know, and depending on your point of view, maybe that's good or bad. Um, But I think for society, we've been moved ahead at a pace far faster than anyone could have ever anticipated. And we are where we are now. And I don't think we have a great sense of exactly where that is, right? Like you are here on the mall map, you know, near Nordstrom probably and across (laughs) from JCPenney, but, you know, we don't know where we're going. And I just think um, what this, what this sort of situates us for is, is the resiliency and the possibility to go to a different future, you know, to be here in this present moment and preparing for a different future. Right. And look at broken in a different way. Yeah. Right. Look at broken in a beautiful way. Right. Oh, to be broken like that. Right. What's the word again? Kintsugi. Kintsugi. That's your, that's the word of the day. Well, Um, I'm a fan of the Kintsugi word of the day. Yeah. And of the resiliency and the beauty that it represents. Yeah. I mean, and this last sentence again, I'll say it again, you will be a better person because of your imperfections, not in spite of them. I love that. Because of, and, and, you know, that's, that is the possibility that I think coaching and beliefs work gives you, right. It gives you the ability to see your imperfections as a, as a beautiful thing that creates what you can give to others, what you can do in your life, your home, your work, um, instead of in spite of them trying to find roadblocks or roads around them and to hide them. I think it's beautiful. Same. All right. Anything else for today, Jen? Nope. Embrace your imperfections, everybody, and have a fabulous day and week and month. Yep. Cheers to that. Cheers. <laughs>